my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing good. Doing real good. I've been positive and things are working in my favor, which is awesome. I'm so happy. Well, the episode I'm talking about today is the third installment in February's Full House series, Tanner Girls in Love. And the episode, of course, I'm speaking about today is season four, episode 22. This episode's going to focus on Stephanie. The first one we had, of course, was Baby Love, focusing on Michelle. Then we had Dateless in San Francisco for season eight, focusing on Michelle and Stephanie and, you know, Becky. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Stephanie plays the field. It's going to focus on Stephanie. This episode aired March 8th, 1991. Mm, Excuse me. Stephanie joins a Little League baseball team to be near a boy she likes. Well, hey, if you want the guy to notice you, I guess take up an interest that they have an in- Just make sure you're actually interested in it. <laughs> That's all I ask. Okay, so I always like to read the DVD case summary to kind of see, like, what one do I like better? Sometimes we get a dud on the DVD case summary. Sometimes we get a winner. Let's see. And I'm sorry if I'm yawning. It's going on 5 o'clock. I've been getting groceries since, like around noon (laughs) I've been running errands and stuff so I think it's finally starting to hit me I'm starting to get I didn't even have lunch today until like 3 30 in the afternoon I'm like I need to eat something but um yeah I think we're gonna have a Walmart had a Donato's pizza and I remember when I worked at Hollywood video there's a Donato's nearby they eventually went out of business of course um, but I had a small pizza. This was way back in like 2002 and their pizza was pretty decent. I mean, I was like, Oh, I could do this for myself. I'm like, you know what? No, this could be tonight's dinner. I always seem to struggle with coming up for dinner ideas because it seems like a lot of, there's nothing wrong with having repeat dinner ideas, but after a while, the ideas kind of do go stale. Like you've had this already many times. So I will try mm, not to yawn too much. Usually with the episodes, I don't always get it all recorded in one day. Usually it takes me a day or so. Kind of break it up and, you know, do other things. So here we go. All right. Here we go. Say it ain't so. No, wait. Say it ain't so, Stephanie. Will she throw a little league? Well, a Little League game so her boyfriend, who's on the opposing team, can win? 
I like this one. I do. It took me a second to like, wait, 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 I'm reading it wrong. And then to go, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, sometimes you do, I'm not going to say stupid things for love, but sometimes we do things that don't always make the best sense until afterwards and we look back like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea. But no, actually, spoiler alert, we know Stephanie... Stephanie does all right. She does all right for her. She's like, my team's counting on me. So, sorry, not sorry. Now, I'll get more into this when we meet Brett and everything and when the whole, I wrote my name, you, I wrote your name on my bat. <laughs> Must be his personal bat because I don't think you're going to be able to this. Oh, let me take a bat here. Okay, let me write her name on here. And then it's like, well, now everyone's going to be playing with a bat that has a heart that says Stephanie on it. <laughs> but no, I think that was his own personal bat, which I'm not surprised. We'll meet a couple, we'll get a couple glimpses of Brett's dad. And I'm like, yeah, he probably would have his own personal equipment that he uses at home. Because you know that boy's been going to the batting cages since he was like three. Like, as soon as he could hold up a baseball bat, his dad was probably taking him to the batting cages. Like, hey, he's got a real talent here in T-ball. Let's, let's hone that talent, get you ready for the major, the minor leagues, and hopefully the, the major leagues and in the, in the, um, what is it? Okay, NBA is basketball, NFL is football, MLB, Major League Okay, okay, I got it now. See, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big sports fan. I'm, I'm not a huge sports fan. That's why I'm happy that Jeremy was really just into hockey, and even that he doesn't even really watch anymore. Like, I don't want to marry a smart sports nut. All right, I'm just, I'm not into sports. My dad was into like the football and the baseball, and you could just, he would get into the games like like whoa <laughs> and of course due to the years of the factory my dad had lost a little bit of his hearing so you could literally hear the television from an eighth of a mile away like <laughs> really really close like the end of the driveway near the road you could hear that tv blaring Alright, so this episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 186 ratings. Alright, oh, Rusty, Rusty's final episode, Jordan Christopher Michael. We got Sean Fox, who plays Brett. Brett, uh, what's his last name? Here it just says Brett. Isn't like Brett like Dawson or something like that? We'll find out. We'll find out. He's not just Brett. We got Jack Whitesey as base umpire. We got R. Todd Taroke as Brett's dad. And James Clayton as plate umpire. Oh, okay. So there's a base umpire and a plate umpire. There's also a guy who looks really, really rough. Like he's doing some sort of community service. With a hot dog stand, well, not just hot dogs, nachos, whatever, 
<laughs> the guy, I mean, he does look a little rougher on the edges. It's like, eh, he's doing some community service. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not. I mean, for all we know, that concession stand more likely could be all the money it takes in from the concessions. Probably goes to pay for new equipment for the kiddos, you know, or to for gas money or to rent a bus to be able to get to them away games and all that stuff. Mm. This episode was directed, mm, my goodness, by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Mark Fink. So it looks like, oh, Ma, oh, Mark, you did not. Saved by the Bell, the college years? Oh, come on. Also, Archie Bunker's Place, Hang Time, Saved by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas. Boy, oh, Boy Meets War. Okay. Okay, I like that. Oh, God. He wrote an episode for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, a TV show. And even Stevens. Okay, five episodes. No, six. Six episodes. Okay, so he. For, this is the first one he directed. He also directed Aware Aware, Has My Little Girl Gone, Driving Miss DJ, and Captain Video Part 1. Also, Birthday Blues in Season 6. And DJ's Choice, which honestly I feel is a. Uh, not the greatest episode in the world. Okay, let's see what one of Boy Meets World he did. I Dream of Feeny from Season 1. He did the Season 1 finale. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, he did a couple episodes of Who's the Boss? All from Season... <laughs> the series finale. <laughs> the three-part season fin series finale. He also did a show called The Charmings. Two of Perfect Strangers. One of Growing Pains? Really? Oh, season one, First Blood. Oh, that's a hockey one. Uh, oh, interesting. Three's Company. Love Boat. Good good for you, Mark. That's that's awesome. Working his way around the sitcom world. Okay. We have The Last Appearance of Rusty as trivia. Stephanie plays for the Little League Giants and wears jersey number eight. In the Fuller House reboot, Stephanie has a brief relationship with Hunter Pence, who plays for the real-life MLB San Francisco Giants and wears jersey number eight. You know what? I haven't gotten to that episode yet, but I, I, I definitely did not know that. I wonder if more than likely this same trivia is going to be flip-flopped for that episode. In real life, had Stephanie thrown Brett some easy pitches, she would have been throwing a ball game and would have been banned from the Little League baseball team for life, as this is against the rules. Well, I didn't play Little League. I didn't. I did, however, I think I tried out for T-ball or something. And my cousin and I was, she was also, I guess, trying out. And I did not, I swear, I did not mean to. I was throwing the ball to her, it hit her in the arm, and she thought I did it on purpose, and she tried to hit me with the ball. So, uh, uh, oh, goofs, goofs. The team uniforms for the Cubs and the Giants use logos and colors for the real-life San Francisco Giants in Chicago. Cubs. The uniform that Michelle wears as Batgirl is actually the New York Giants and not San Francisco Giants. Oh. 
Okay. During the Little League game, all the shots of Stephanie pitching are real, clearly a stun pitcher in a really bad wig. I remember the last time I watched that, I was like, yeah, that's a bad blonde wig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, she ain't really pitching. <laughs> all right. So we got our review. We got one, of course. Do I even have to say it? Yes. Got to give ever faithful power man, Dan. No, his or her name, or however they associate themselves, it's just Power Man Dan. But I like to say the ever faithful because I don't think there's a time where there hasn't been a review for Full or Fuller House on IMDb that hasn't had at least one by this person. 9 out of 10, Stephanie. Mm. Okay, I'm going to stop here for a minute because I am really yawning. And i got to feed Quinny because it's her din-din time. Okay, here we go. Stephanie of the Natural. This review was published February 9th, 2019, so almost two years old. Full House is one of those shows that usually does a good job when a large chunk of the episode takes place outside of its regular set pieces. It does a great job with childhood romance. This episode contains both so well. Nine-year-old Stephanie has a new boyfriend. Danger. Okay, so it's Brett Davis, not Dawson like I thought. I knew it started with a D. So nine-year-old Stephanie has a new boyfriend. Dangerous Brett Davis. I think that moniker is just something that, because Joey's commentating on the game, which is so funny. <laughs> Remember when Joey played that charity hockey game with that Stonewall Jackson guy? Who, like, humiliated him in, like, college hockey? Well, anyway... <laughs> Jesse is commentating the game, and he knows Jack deadly about hockey. So Becky's got to jump in there. She's like, I did grow up with five older brothers, so I know about hockey more than you. He's like, oh, they're hitting the thing around with the stick. It's like, it's called a puck and a hockey stick. My goodness. They must have had nobody that day to commentate. Like, we need some. You're on the radio. Great. Here you go. You got experience. <laughs> Mm, okay. Hmm. So he's played by Rocky. I would say Rocky 2.0. Three ninjas kick back. Stephanie thinks he is cute and wants more common ground with him. Playing. Oh, yeah. I love how she talks about his curly brown eyelashes. I I don't notice that. When I was at age, I'm, like, I'm not looking at the eyelashes. I'm looking at the eyes. I'm looking at the smile. I'm looking at the hair. But I don't, not really noticing that, but just the little things that she's like, oh, I like this about him. So, hmm, okay. Playing catch with Danny and Rusty, they discover she is an excellent pitcher, a natural. Danny coaches Brett's rival team, so Stephanie must face her boyfriend in competition. Brett declares their relationship and asks Stephanie to go easy on him when they play. If... Stephanie does go easy. She will let the whole team down. If she plays fairly, she may lose a boyfriend. I've always been a big fan of these childhood romance takes such as Moonrise Kingdom and A Little Romance. This episode can kindly be added to that mix. So when he or she or whoever um, says A Little Romance, I'm thinking the one where DJ... Dates Michael, 
And then he breaks up with her to go out with Kathy Santoni. Mm. But um, Moonrise Kingdom, I did see that. That was a Wes Anderson movie. I don't think I'd seen... Oh, hold on. So, yeah, I haven't seen any other Wes Anderson movie. I actually saw Moonrise Kingdom as a recommendation from a co-worker. Like, she said, oh, I think you would really like that. I'm like, okay. So I went and saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is a good one. I do believe Royal Tenenbaums was another Wes Anderson film that it was always on the release wall at the video store and I'd always pass it by and it's like, I don't know why I never checked it out. I heard it was good. So, of course, I'd like to let you know if you're a Tanner newbie, you're jumping on the Tanner train for the first time, welcome aboard. How I do things on this podcast, I don't do episode by episode, season by season. What I do is I pick a couple episodes and do a little series about them. Usually it's based on either a character or a theme. I was doing four episodes a month. Now I've actually cut back and I'm just focusing on two episodes a month. So if you want to find out what episodes I'm currently planning on working on or ones I've already covered for the podcast, you can join the the Facebook page for the podcast. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast and the All My Land to Holy Chulupa podcast page will pop up in the search bar. If you're looking at Instagram, it's OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast. I also do do, I do cover episodes for cast members' birthdays. I just covered Middle Age Crazy for Jody Sweden's birthday. I have Surrogate City, Fuller House, Season 3 episode for Adam Hagenboo's birthday, who plays Jimmy Gibbler. February, Sonny Bringus, who plays Ramona, her birthday. I got. I haven't decided which one I'm gonna do. I wanted. I think I want to do my little Hickey or my 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 Ramona. Or maybe I'll just pick another one and I'll surprise you all. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If you want to have your opinion on the podcast, there's a couple ways you can do. You can follow along with the podcast page on Facebook. Or you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the the email address in the episode description on SoundCloud. If you want to talk about your favorite Full House episodes, least favorite, your childhood memories of growing up with Full House, what the Tanners mean to you, Or even if you think that you have a better plot for an episode and you just want to throw it out there, I would love to hear about it. Like, like, hey, there's an episode in a season of Full House that I think maybe if we switched out the characters, have this happen to so-and-so instead of so-and-so and... How you think that would have affected the episode and the outcome and everything. I think I honestly would be very interested to find out what you guys can come up with. And one last thing, of course, before we dive into the cold open of the episode is 
how if you are looking for a way to support the podcast, I don't do Patreon, so I don't ask for your money. The only thing I ask is a moment of your time. If you got a second, if you can go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the podcast. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, all right, let's jump into this cold open. All right, so the cold open, we are in the kitchen. We have that little table, that little round table that's usually in Michelle's room in the kitchen area. It looks like Michelle is, she was coloring with, okay, colored pencils. Danny comes in. He's got two plastic bags. He asked Michelle, like, hey, can you help me out, you know, putting the groceries away? And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 okay. If you come in with two bags, I don't really consider that groceries. That's more of, like, I just need to pick up a few things. Now, to me, groceries is, honestly, at least, I'd say grocery, to consider them groceries I say that's got to be at least five to six bags or more to be considered groceries. Otherwise, it's just I had to pick up some stuff. And it seems like it's always like that with sitcoms. Can you help me with the groceries? There's two bags there. Come on. Um, Of course, I guess with season four, the only subtitles available are French and Spanish, which, like, okay. Or sometimes there just aren't subtitles at all. It really depends on the seasons and the discs, I guess. They just really were cutting corners. Like, hey, if you're going to do subtitles, do all three. Do English, Spanish, French. Or don't do subtitles at all. That's my opinion anyway. Oh, excuse me. He's got a paper sack and a plastic bag. I, for one, I don't know whether it's just I don't like the texture on my fingers where it comes to paper bags. I used to be um, a bagger for a grocery store back when I was 17, so, you know, 1999. And I just, and I actually had to ask, paper or plastic? Eventually, well, no, actually, I do think that paper bags still are a thing at grocery stores. I just, I don't know what it is. I think because I really am not a big fan of cardboard either, so I don't know whether it's just a texture issue, but I do know that there are some, when it comes to plastic bags, I have a rating system as far as best to worst. Walmart, not great. Um, Tom Thumb's plastic bags, uh, no. I mean, the plastic bags can be good, say, if you at least double up a couple of them, but the best plastic bag so far that I've come across for a store that's, like, a really good bag, I think Target. I don't know what the material is, plastic material they use, but it's pretty good. So it looks like he's in that paper sack he was carrying, Danny was carrying. It looked like it had some... A bag of chips and a carton of cookies. Speaking of cookies, has anyone tried the new, they're called Brookio? It's like Brookie 
hyphen O Oreos, which I never even heard. I was just walking in a moment. Brookio? What's a Brookio? Oh, okay. This sounds interesting. I still haven't opened them, and I swear it's been like two weeks since I bought them. Uh, sometimes I feel like such a food hoarder. It's like, I gotta try this new thing. It just came out. It says limited edition. <laughs> limited edition is what sucks me in a lot of the time. Also, a really good channel on YouTube that I watch on occasion, like, hey, what's the newest, you know, limited edition thing? Tammy Dunn and her husband, they both look like they're probably right around maybe their 50s or so. Anyway, but they're always trying limited edition stuff. They talk about the flavor. They take a, talk about the texture and overall rating of the food they try and it just it's it's fun I like watching it it's really informative so yeah you asked Michelle like hey can you help me put these groceries away she's like it would be my pleasure yeah this is season four Danny here I think to me season four Danny here is just mmm not a big fan. I honestly, if I had to rate his, rate his hair, I mean, I'd have to look at all eight seasons and do a ranking of best Danny hair to worst Danny hair. But this would definitely rank towards the bottom of his worst. It's got a wavy, like, side part quality that is just, to me, I just feel unattractive. Unattractive-ish. Danny at this point. Mm. So while Danny's busying himself with the plastic bag in the refrigerator, Michelle wanders over. She doesn't have to wander far. The pla the paper sack is actually sitting in the chair by the lit her little table. She peeks over the top of it because that bag is like sitting on that chair is just about as tall as she is. But her mouth is like, oh! Like, she's so excited. She notices Danny's occupied. She takes the carton of cookies. Now we see why she's wearing a baggy sweatshirt. And she sticks it up her shirt to hide it. And <laughs> the thing is, she could have gotten away with it, but she had to make herself too obvious. She's like, la, 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 I'm going for a walk. It's no big deal. And then, of course, Danny walks over to the paper bag. He's like, Michelle, I had a carton of cookies in here for after dinner for dessert. Um, <coughs> fine. Dessert. Cookies for dessert. Not a big deal. Just trying to picture the Tanner family sitting around after dinner like it's like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Like, oh, we finished dinner. Hey, hey, let's break out these cookies I just bought. We're all going to sit around. We're all going to have a cookie. <laughs> a cookie because there's like 10. No, wait. No, this is season four. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't have Nikki and Alex yet. Oh, those kids will be all over those cookies. <laughs> when I think dessert, like after dinner, I think maybe an apple crisp. Maybe one of those Edwards, you know, frozen pies that you get in the frozen food section. I think ice cream stuff. You know, does anyone do that anymore? Do they have desserts? After 
after dinner anymore? Is that is that kind of a thing, or do you just say, hey, I'm you know, dinner's been over for three hours. I'm gonna see what's in the pantry and just call it a snack. Let's call it a hey, it's an after dinner snack. That is a big. It does say Chips Ahoy. It says Chips Ahoy selects or selections. And she sticks it, and it's it's pretty bulky. It's like you're not gonna walk away with someone not noticing there's something in the front of your sweatshirt. Gosh, this reminds me of when I was like nine or ten, and I felt so guilty after I did this. And trust me, I was old enough to know better. Um, my uncle's, my um, my uncle, the youngest of the family. A lot of his stuff from his high school days were at the farm at the grandparents' house. And what I guess must have been his old bedroom. I think he was voted, like, uh, prom king or something. Because he had this, like, prom king, like, hat. Or crown, or whatever you want to call it. And I... I liked... I like the crown. I like the crown. And like, I, I want to have that. I want to take that home. I remember actually sneaking that out of my grandparents' house. I think probably under my shirt. Which is weird because of... But I just remember getting home with it. I don't know how, how I managed to do this. Because it's a pretty, it's a pretty decent sized, you know, crown. And I just remember... Feeling so guilty. I did end up taking it back to the farm. I don't think that I told anyone that I took it. Like, I just slipped in to, you know, one day when some grandma maybe was occupied doing something or whatever. Maybe grandpa was asleep. I don't know. And I just, I put it back. I just, I felt so guilty. Like, I knew I was doing wrong. But anyway, I mean... Michelle is, she's just stealing a box of cookies for, a carton of cookies for herself. But uh, this is exactly just, that's what that reminds me of. Because I swear I like stuck the crown up my t-shirt or something. And I took it home with me. Well, I didn't feel nearly as bad when uh, the younger cousins were playing upstairs and they would get the crown and they would like try it on and have fun with it. So, <laughs> Danny looks and he sees what Michelle's doing but he tries to play it off like oh, I didn't really see anything what okay that's supposed to be orange juice I thought for a second I'm like why do they have containers of Tide laundry detergent in their fridge oh no it's orange juice <laughs> they look similar like the red orange container so I have Mountain Dew Dew spelled D-O yeah, the way, I mean, Danny already saw her, so there's no way, even if she wasn't going, I can't wait to our walk, it's no big deal. Even if she wasn't doing that, he still caught her, so. <laughs> so, yeah, he he's like, gee, wait a second, Michelle. And he goes, he looks over into the bag and notices that the cookies are gone. Okay, so, he yeah, he says, I could have sworn I had a, a bag of cookies in there for after dinner. Okay, so he does not say dessert. He just says after dinner. So that could mean 8 o'clock at night, 8.30, midnight, you want to sneak down, get some cookies and a glass of milk. 
Actually, that's night. I was watching an episode of Wishbone on YouTube. If you remember Wishbone, the PBS show about the dog and the books that he reads, that was from like ninety five to ninety seven. Anyway, I was watching an episode, and the two adults on the show were eating Oreos and drinking lemonade. And I told Jeremy, I'm like, when I think Oreos, I think milk. I don't think lemonade. In fact, lemonade, I think, is just okay. So, I like how he kneels down. He, he knows. He knows she took him. It's like, do you have any idea where they went, Michelle? And she says, are they peanut butter and chocolate chip? And he says, yes, they are. And she turns and she says, I never saw them. And she goes to turn away and walk through. But no, Danny's like, no, 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 no. Come back here. And Danny's like, hmm, I wonder where those cookies could be. Could they be under the shirt? And he pulls them out. And Michelle, of course, Little Miss Innocent is like, how did they get there? You can tell that shirt looks like something that Stephanie would wear because it is very baggy on Michelle. And it's to the point where the sleeves are rolled up almost to the elbows. And she's like, how did they get there? And Danny says, I don't know. Maybe the cookie monster. And he starts tickling her. <laughs> I'm reading the front of that Chips Ahoy selections bag. And it says chocolate chunk chips. It doesn't say anything about peanut butter. And he's like, is it right to have cookies under your shirt? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, no, it's not. And he tickles her. And that's the end of the cold open. Michelle, will you please help me put away the groceries, honey? It will be my pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, so we come out of the intro. We're in the kitchen. We got Rusty sitting in a chair next to the kitchen island. He's holding a metal baseball bat while Danny is buffing it with a kitchen towel and telling Rusty to rotate so he can get all the way around the bat. And you can't see it, but Rusty is internally rolling his eyes like, so we cut to the back door as Stephanie and a adorable dark-haired young man walk through the door. And we also see Stephanie shut the door in DJ's face because in Stephanie's mind, the only person that she sees is this adorable brown-haired boy standing next to her. DJ opens the door. She's like, hey! And Stephanie's like, oh, I'm sorry, DJ. I didn't see you. This is just funny what DJ says here. Like, I've been following you for three blocks. How come he didn't say hi? And 
Sentry's like, oh, I said hi. And <laughs> DJ's like making the little <laughs> swishy mode. Go, go away, go away. That motion with your hand. She's like, this is not high. What? <laughs> I. <laughs> it's just funny because how many times... Well, Stephanie always be in the way when DJ's talking to her. The episode Take My Sister, Please, which I will get to, where Stephanie is interrupting DJ and a boy named Rick. She's interrupting their study session. And it's just like, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> I like how Brett is kind of, like, looking at the interaction between DJ and Stephanie, like, <laughs> yeah, the go away <laughs> motion with your hand, yeah, it does not mean hi. Well, you took the cue. Go, like, go away. DJ walks out of the room, and Danny gets up, and Rusty hops off the chair. <laughs> he's, he's holding that baseball bat that makes me nervous. But Danny's like, oh, Steph, I see we have company. Are you going to introduce us? And Stephanie's like, oh, sorry, Dad. This is my Brett. And the look that Brett gives her. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and she, oh, no, I, I mean, this is my friend, Brett. <laughs> the boy's got good manners. You know, Danny's like, well, I'm her dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Shakes his hand, so polite. Of course, Rusty. Uh, knows who Brett is. And I like that Danny's taking an active interest in Rusty. I mean, we don't see Cindy in this episode. Which, uh, why is she not going to her son's Little League game? Maybe she's still working at the dry cleaners. Who knows? Plus, maybe they just decided Danny and Cindy, like, hey, things aren't working out, but... I can still be a positive male role model for your son by having him join a Little League team. It's probably being sponsored by Wake Up San Francisco. So, Stephanie tells Danny that Brett plays for the Cubs. And Stephanie is so far in Brettland, she's got this boy's stats memorized. He hit 421. I don't know what that means. In baseball lingo. Six stolen bases. Okay, I get that part. Made an error because a ball hit a rock. So, apparently it wasn't his fault. And then she, oh, she is so starry-eyed. Stephanie is. And she looks at him with this dreamy look on her face. She's like, oh, did I get that right? And he's like, perfect. <laughs> okay, um, based on, Danny, take that bat out of Rusty's hand. I am, that makes me nervous. We know Rusty is the master of disaster and pranks, but you put a metal baseball bat in that kid's hand? I, uh, yeah. And the way that Rusty's like, this year us Giants are gonna destroy you, Cubs. And it's almost like he's been on the team before. Like, hey, last year we had a garbage season, but this year we're gonna take you down. We're gonna kick your little and Danny's like, Rusty! Okay. Remember we had that talk about your aggression? And how you need to tamp that down? This would be one of those times. Yeah. Get that bat out of his hand, please! <laughs> of course, Brett is not f 
phased by any of this. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Steph, I gotta go, all right? Uh, I'll, I gotta get to practice. And she's like, because oh. he says, I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, I'll wait for you by the water fountain, Brett. <laughs> and as soon as Brett leaves, <laughs> Rusty is all about the mockery. Like, oh, I'll wait for you by the water fountain, Brett. Stephanie's in love. And of course, Stephanie plays like, no, I am not. Yeah, right. We all saw you, Stephanie. <laughs> Your eyes were glued to that boy. I'm surprised that Stephanie was able to snag him. I mean, she's still in elementary school, and maybe, I mean, they do say girls mature faster than boys. Girls get crushes on boys before, you know, boys get crushes on girls and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that this kid, I don't know if he's new or if they've gone to school together. My guess is this kid probably transferred in. And he's uh -huh. he, he doesn't sound cocky at all. That that whole mess will come later. But I'm just, I'm surprised that she was able to nab him because it seems like the girls always tend to go for the athletes. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he looks like he could be, he's, a, I mean, even Rusty's heard of him. Like, he's, this kid's like a star Little League Baseball player. think that kid would have been swooped up by the popular kids and every girl would be lining up to date him. I mean, he's got good taste in Stephanie. Yeah, she's like, what? and when Rusty's like, Stephanie's in love, she's like, no, I am not. Can I help it if we both like water? And I like how, I guess DJ didn't walk out of the room. She's been sitting by the, standing by the kitchen island the whole time. She's like, well, Steph, to admit it, you were kind of drooling. And <laughs> Stephanie takes it a little seriously. She's like rubbing her chin. And DJ's like, hey, look, it's just an expression. Come on, we got to have some girl talk. <laughs> so... Danny tells Rusty, today's an important day, son. I'm going to teach you how to slide without getting dirty. And Rusty says, that's impossible, coach. And Danny says, not if you scotch guard at every time you're at bat. Danny holds up the can and we just see Rusty's expression like, oh, God, no. Is it just me, or does Rusty look like his hairstyle's a little different? Like, it's kind of parted on the side, kind of combed. Oh my gosh, it's almost like... Danny's got the side part comb over dealy going on. You know, this kind of makes me think of the movie This Boy's Life with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, where it's... It's a movie that's set, like, in the 50s and 60s, you know, when um, Elvis was popular. And the kid kind of got an Elvis do, and then he ends up going to live with his soon-to-be stepdad. And as soon as he gets the boy, he takes him right to the barbershop and gives him a military cut. You're gonna look like me. <laughs> and rotate. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, I, it right oh, in sorry, I didn't see you. 
I've been following you for three blocks. How come you didn't say hi? I did. Why do you care? This does not mean hi. Steph, I see we have company here. Aren't you going to introduce us? Oh, sorry, Dad. This is my Brett. I mean, my friend Brett. Hi. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm her dad. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Brett plays for the Cubs. Last year, he hit 421, had six stolen bases, and only made one error. But it wasn't his fault because the ball hit a rock. Did I get that right? Perfect. <laughs> this year, us Giants are going to kick your Rusty. I've got to get to practice. I'll see you at school tomorrow. I'll wait for you by the water fountain, Brett. Bye. Bye. I'll wait for you by the water fountain, Brett. <laughs> Stephanie's in love. No, I am not. Can I help it if we both like water? <laughs> so if you were kind of drooling over Brett. I was? <laughs> no, it's just an expression. Come on, we need to talk. Rusty, today is an important day for you, son, because I'm going to teach you how to slide without getting dirty. <laughs> That's impossible, coach. Not if you scotch guard before every at bat. <laughs> so we go up to the girls' room, and Stephanie is talking nonstop about how, don't you think Brett is mega cute? Don't you just love his curly brown eyelashes? She must be getting really close and up and personal with his face to see that. And I also think that Stephanie is definitely in the running for <laughs> worst outfit of the episode with that uh, acid washed jean. I can't tell what that is. It's like a shirt skirt combo thing of a jiggy. Or they could be shorts, I'm not sure. But the fuchsia colored. I think they're fuchsia-colored cowgirl boots, which I think she's worn those in season three. So she sits on the end of her bed, and she asks DJ, do you think he likes me? And DJ says, well, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. Boys at that age are just really immature. Actually, guys at any age are immature. So Stephanie kind of, she tells DJ how, you know, it's kind of, it's just it's this weird new feeling that she's experiencing. Where, you know, boys were always chasing me and I never even cared. But whenever I'm with Brett, whenever I'm with him, my heart just goes, Brett, 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 Brett. <laughs> I think that's the one thing that Jeremy took from this episode was that. Because when I played this episode in the past, he was like, oh, that's Brett, Brett. Like, no, it's just Brett. Which is funny because my youngest nephew's name is Brett also. <laughs> Steph is really moving fast because she is asking DJ all these questions like, how do I get Brett to be my boyfriend? What do I do? What do I say? What do I wear? Maybe I should change my hairstyle or my hair color. And I mean, I get it. Steph wants to lock this down because if she doesn't, some other girl's going to swoop in and snag him. She is just already wanting to change things about herself to get this boy to be... Like, sweetie, you don't have to do any of that stuff. He already likes you. He's looking in the mirror like, I should change my hair color. DJ pulls Stephanie away from the mirror and says, Steph, get a grip. Come over here. Let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Now, all you gotta do is just hang out together. 
What do you guys have in common with each other? DJ asks, what do you both like? And Stephanie says, well, we both like the pork and beans in the cafeteria. And she says how they both like to pick out that Cuba fat that oh wait that's always in there. I love the Cuba fat. That's like the best part. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think it is. <laughs> that's just me. Oh, you mean that bacony piece that sometimes gets in there? I mean, I'm referring to the um, the bushes baked beans. When you pop a can, you know you open a can and pour it into a um, a saucepan and there's that little I always make sure to get that piece like that's mine I'm taking that one right there I got dibs on the Cuba fat I, I wouldn't even call it a Cuba fat it's like a little itty bitty piece of bacon fatty bacon I love how DJ says there's a love connection <laughs> DJ's like alright good that's a good start a little weird but good okay so what else does Brett like and Stephanie doesn't have to think for very long. She's like, Brett loves baseball. Well, clearly he does. Because you've memorized his stats. So he, this kid is probably one of those kids who's been practicing since, like I said before, since he could hold a baseball bat. So he was probably like two. So DJ says something to Stephanie that I don't know if we ever got any examples of prior to this. DJ says, you know you're good at sports, Steph. You know you can get on Dad's t- team. Why don't you try it out? And this always kind of irritated Jeremy just because it's like, they're already in season. They already had tryouts. But I think because Danny is coaching, apparently he can bend the rules to include his kid in there. But the thing, I, I mean, this is the first time we've ever gotten any idea that Stephanie was I'm just trying to think do we have any examples of Stephanie playing sports prior to this she was always the you know the ballerina the the dancer she was dancing doing her dance thing and all that fun stuff right (laughs) where where do we get that I mean we see DJ Remember, she was into karate. Then it was soccer. And then she got into girly things like going and hanging out at the mall and all that fun stuff. But never until this episode have we seen Stephanie be into sports of any kind. You can't call hula hooping a sport. And that was only in one episode anyway, so. So Stephanie sees this as her window to getting Brett. Like, alright, we could talk about, he and I could talk about baseball all, all day long. Because I think Brett is one of those that maybe isn't big on the, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, I just, oh my gosh, I just, oh my gosh, when is that episode? Hold on, I gotta, I, there's another episode where Steph is into a boy named Josh, And she's talking about, you know, I guess she's still doing the baseball thing, which I don't know why I thought maybe it would, you know, after we don't really hear about it, but I think it's season five, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, 
not season five, season six, maybe. The Dating Game, yes. Season six, episode 13. Let's see. Okay. Yes, because she's talking. Yeah, okay. Because she, she must be on a different team because Danny's not. Who's this kid who plays Josh? He's not in anything. He doesn't. I mean, I don't know. We're not talking about Josh right now. We're talking about Brett. Josh is no Brett. I will tell you that right now. Oh, that's right. Because in the dating game, Stephanie and Josh go out with DJ and Steve. Okay, okay. So, that storyline does get continued in, like, two seasons later that I guess she's still into. Yeah, they realize Stephanie's got a gift. She's got a golden arm. Stephanie says, Deej, you're, you're a genius. And DJ says, of course, I'm an experienced woman. And Stephanie, of course, says, you know, it's funny. With all your experience and you don't have a boyfriend right now. And DJ says, well, I'm, uh, I'm playing hard to get. And Stephanie says, well, it must be, you're doing a great job because it must be working. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because DJ doesn't have a boyfriend, a boyfriend boyfriend, a steady boyfriend until Steve comes along in a couple seasons. Brett mega cute. Don't you love his curly brown eyelashes? Do you think he likes me? Well, it's hard to tell. Boys at that age are so immature. Actually, boys at any age are immature. It's weird. I mean, boys were always chasing me, and I never really cared. But whenever I'm with him, my heart goes, Brett, 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 Brett. How do I get him to be my boyfriend? What do I do? What do I say? What should I wear? Maybe... I should change my hair color. Steph, get a grip. Now look, all you have to do is hang out together. What do you both like? Well, we both like the pork and beans in the cafeteria. And we both like to pick out that cube of fat that's always in it. There's a love connection. Now keep thinking. What else does he like? Brett loves baseball. Well, you're good in sports. Why don't you try out for Little League? You know you can be on Dad's team. Brett and I could talk about baseball all day. Deed, you're a genius. Of course. I'm an experienced woman. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that a woman with your experience doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> well, I'm playing hard to get. Oh, well, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> Alright, so plot B is Jesse and Becky getting alone time now that their newly furnished, gorgeous looking upstairs attic apartment is finally finished. Oh, they even got a little um uh wicker magazine rack thingamajiggy by that chair. It's really gorgeous. I love it. How they got that piano up there, I will never understand. They clearly those legs must be removable because or they fold under because there's that's the only way. Oh my gosh. They have like four skylights in that apartment. Um that attic apartment. So 
Yeah, she's Becky's really impressed. I love her red, black, white plaid shirt. Goes great with her jeans. Jessie's black, silkish looking shirt that says love, that has love spelled on it. I'm just not not down for that. What do we got over there? Oh, we got some plants because apparently Becky's big on plants. Oh, there's a lava lamp. Wait a minute. Isn't that, I think, didn't Danny have, maybe that's Becky's lava lamp. And he's like, oh yes, don't forget the piece of resistance as he uses a remote and aims it at the wall. You think it's a wall. It's a built-in bed that you can have go into the wall when you're not using it and on the floor when you're going to sleep in it. He's also got stuff from his room like that framed colored Elvis picture and he's got I think those are motorcycle parts or those like parts of the exhaust what what is that a motor an engine uh, mounted on the wall I can't I think they're like parts to I don't know his first Harley that oh my gosh what if when he had that accident and um, cutting it close and he couldn't, they probably, like, you know, it's a lost cause. You'll have to get, you know, buy another motorcycle. He's probably like, well, this is my first Harley, so I'm going to take the parts that aren't really that damaged and mount them on my wall. I'm going to go with that. And and she looks at the, you know, the bed coming out of the wall. He's like, ooh. Is really tacky. So I don't know if she means that like an insult or if she is like really impressed. But she's like, ooh, I love it. <laughs> I do not. Um, I think Jesse is going to be second runner up for the worst outfit of the episode after Steph because I really don't like that weird love shirt. I don't know what material this, the fabric or whatever spelling out love just looks weird. So they kiss and here comes Michelle in her pajamas. It's clearly nighttime. She's got a little tote, pink tote bag. She's like, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Kasopoulos. And immediately we realize the mood has been killed as he's like, oh, goody, Michelle's here. So he puts the bed back into the wall. They should have established some ground rules with Michelle flat right away. Like, honey, even though we are living in the same house, you need to be respectful of our privacy. Which, she doesn't know what privacy is. We'll get to that. But then again, I tend to say that's what you get for moving in there. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> no, Michelle de definitely does need to learn about respecting people's privacy. Michelle's like, it's time to play! And she leans over the chair and she tries to do an eyebrow raise, double eyebrow raise and it just doesn't work. It's like she's trying too hard. It's like, if you look like you're trying to do it, you're not doing it right. It should be effortless. I can't do the eyebrow raise, but um, it's just I don't know. The Olsen, they, they can't do it. Stephanie can do that. 
Stephanie can do the eyebrow raise effortless, but Michelle, no. So Jesse, he is trying to be very patient with her. He's like, Michelle, we already played down in your room. And she says, now we can play in your room. Ugh. So Becky really did some mince words here. She's like, Michelle, <laughs> your uncle and I just want to be alone. And Michelle looks around and says, we are alone, silly. So Jesse realizes the only way that he's going to be able to get rid of Michelle is if he gives in to her. He picks her up, does an airplane, twirls her around the room, and plops her right outside and locks the door. Yes, if you guys want your privacy, keep the door locked. Until she learns what privacy is and she learns to respect it, keep the door locked. <laughs> Andrew Michelle says, we are alone, silly. Becky is really trying to keep her composure and not like, I want to be alone with my husband. Please leave. <laughs> he plops her outside the door, locks it, and you hear Michelle going, but, 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 but. <sighs> they start kissing and Michelle starts yanking on the doorknob. And she's angry, like, hey, you locked me out. And it's like, good night, Michelle. He says, we'll see you in the morning. And she's like, okay, I'm leaving, but you're gonna miss me. Ugh, no, we won't. Well, just our first night in our new apartment. You know, honey, you did a really terrific job with the attic. Thank you. Wait a minute, you haven't seen my piece yeah, of resistance. Kind of. That is really tacky. Functions and goes into the wall where you're sleeping. That's but I love creepy. it. <laughs> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Kinsopolis. Shut the door. Oh, goody. Michelle's here. It's time to play. Michelle, we already played down in your room. Now we could play in your room. <laughs> Michelle, uh, your Uncle Jesse and I, well, we'd sort of like to be alone. We are alone, silly. <laughs> All right, Michelle, you want to play a game? Let's play airplane, okay? Yay! All right, we've been cleared for a takeoff. And she's up. And here we go. Hey, oh, there's no peanuts. There's no movie, but there's plenty of room for landing outside the door. Thank you for flying Air Katsopolis. Have a nice day. Now, where were we? Hey, you let me out. Good night, Michelle. We'll see you in the morning. So Joey's in his room working on his taxes and we know Joey's a comedian. He also did some, you know, the advertising business with Jesse and stuff like that. I don't know if they're still continuing that at this time, but I think, I mean, his desk is covered in receipts. I'm like, Joey, 
pay a professional to do that for you because you could be making a mistake. And he, he's just like, how could I owe this much in income tax? Michelle, of course, comes in and announces to Joey, Joey, I am very mad. He's like, hold on, Michelle, hold on. I got to figure this out. And Joey's like, how can I owe this much in income tax? Hmm, Michelle, do you think that the IRS would buy that I had a $10,000 steak dinner at the Sizzler? $10,000? Joey, you work as a comedian as when you get gigs and stuff like that. And you're also in advertising, owning your own. I mean, I don't know. But if he's talking about his... uh, advertising business with Jesse, wouldn't they be doing that together? I I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I still say, I mean, good. Thank goodness he saved all his receipts. But take all that to a professional and have them take care of it. Because maybe he doesn't owe that much. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we're going to find out either. So Michelle could care less about Joey's tax issues. She's like, don't you want to know why I'm very mad? And Joey's like, oh, well, I can look at this stuff later. Okay, Michelle, why are you very mad? And Michelle says, Uncle Jesse locked me out. So Joey asks Michelle, well, why would he do that? And Michelle's like, I don't know. I'm a fun girl. And Joey kind of is like, you know what, Michelle... I think Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky just want some privacy. And Michelle asks, what is privacy? Because she doesn't know what that is. And (sighs) Joey kind of sums it up like, uh, they just want to be alone, just the two of them. And Michelle, (laughs) little nosy Michelle, is like, what are they doing in there? And the look on Joey's face is like, I am not explaining this to a four-year-old. So, it's like, um, they're doing their taxes? And Michelle asks, are they going to do their taxis every night? And Joey's like, uh, for the first couple of months, yeah. (laughs) So, Michelle says, I don't like this one bit. And Joey's like, hey, maybe I can help you out, Michelle. And Michelle says, we need to take care of this right now. This is an emergency. Uh, could have just flat out said, Michelle, don't be going up there and just leave. Basically, you say, sweetie, you need to leave Uncle Jesse alone. He and Becky want to be alone. You don't need to constantly be going up there. I know Uncle Jesse's your favorite person, but he's married now and he needs his privacy and his own life. Because Michelle is only four. She doesn't understand boundaries. I would admit, I mean, DJ and Stephanie are fine. It's not a big deal. Michelle, Danny should have, and even Jesse should have sat her down and said, Hey, sweetie, just because Uncle Jesse is moving back into the house does not mean you can just come and go into his place like it's a revolving door all the time. You need to knock first. And if Uncle Jesse is busy, then you need to respect that. And granted, she's four years old and they should be, you know, be able to make her understand in a way that you know, for a little kid, 
It's like, no, you do need to respect someone's privacy and their boundaries. You don't just constantly walk into their room and just... She's treating their apartment like it's just his regular bedroom. She says, now we can play in your room. Um, it's kind of an apartment, isn't it? Anyway. But even Joey could have stomped this out and just said, Michelle, I am not going up there to interrupt them. You need to leave Uncle Jesse alone right now. And just been, you know, clear and firm about it. So no, you're not doing that. You have a room full of toys. You have two older sisters. Go play with them. I understand your world revolves around Uncle Jesse, but it can't right at this moment. Joey, I am very mad. (laughs) Hold on just a second, Michelle. How can I possibly owe this much in income tax? You probably don't. Hmm. You think maybe they'll believe that I had a $10,000 business lunch at the Sizzler? I doubt <laughs> Don't you want to know why I'm very mad? No. Okay. Why are you very mad? Uncle Jesse locked me out. Now, why would Uncle Jesse do something like that? I don't know. I'm a fun girl. Well, I'm just guessing, Michelle, but I think Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky just want some privacy. What is privacy? Well, privacy means that they just want to spend some time together, just the two of them. What are they doing in there? Well, they're, um, they're doing their taxes. Are they going to do their taxes every night? For the first couple of months. I don't like this one bit. Well, maybe I can help you with this, Michelle. We better go right now. This is serious. So now we jump back upstairs to the attic apartment and Jesse and Becky are having their alone time. They're doing their quote-unquote taxes. (laughs) Which, I mean, they're newlyweds. They want to be together. And as soon as they start kissing, there's a knock at the door. Jesse assumes it's Michelle. Like, that's it. Now I gotta play rough. He turns the music off. And he goes down to the shut door. It's like, we're sleeping, Angel. And Joey's like, (laughs) no, he says, we're sleeping, honey. And Joey goes, then why are you talking, Angel? And Joey, Jesse's like, oh, it's the big kid, for heaven's sake. Joey comes in carrying Michelle and stating that Michelle has a big problem. And Jesse is just like, yes, Michelle, what is it? And Michelle is so teed off. She's like, you tell him, Joey, I'm too mad. Get that, ugh. They should have nipped this in the butt a while ago. Hey, Quinny. Did I wake you? (laughs) No, they really should have. This attitude that she, they've allowed her to have and just kind of rule the roost around that house. This is unacceptable. 
I honestly feel that Jesse should have been a little bit firmer with her or harsher. Well, maybe not harsh, but just like, hey, you need to lose the attitude, young lady. And if he made her cry, then it has to happen. Because that attitude is not acceptable. And Joey says, well, Michelle apparently thinks that you don't have any time to spend with her anymore. Sweetie, they're not spending every waking second with you. We cut to Michelle. She says, I'm madder than that. So Joey turns to Jesse and starts shouting in his face. Have you no decency? All this child wants to do is spend time with her aunt and uncle who she loves dearly. Is that too much to ask? I think not. Of course, Michelle is like, much better. Because Joey's her, being her mouthpiece right now. But yes, I do like how Jesse handles this. He goes over to Becky and says, Michelle, look, listen, your Aunt Becky and I love you very, very much, but you need to understand that she and I need to spend some time alone. So Becky is the one that considers Michelle's feelings and, you know, makes her happy by saying, how about every day we set aside a special time for you to come up here and play and that pacifies Michelle she's fine with it like okay come on Joey let's go play and Joey's like uh Michelle I gotta finish my taxes then Jesse starts yelling don't you know decency all this little girl wants to do is spend time with her pal Joey is that too much to ask I think not basically chasing them out of the room Jess Rebecca yes we're nuts mm. It's the kid again. Such an echo. Alright, kill the music. This time, I'm getting tough. Are you, Mr. Sorty? We're sleeping, honey. <laughs> then why are you talking, Angel? <laughs> it's the big kid. <laughs> Jess, Michelle has a big problem. Yes, Michelle, what's your problem? You tell him, Joey, I'm too mad. Yeah, that is. Well, Michelle thinks you don't have time to spend with her anymore. I'm madder than that. I'm sorry. Have you no decency? <laughs> All this sweet little girl wants to do is spend some time with her aunt and uncle who she loves. Is that too much to ask? I think not. <laughs> much better. Michelle, now, your Aunt Becky and I love you very, very, very much. And we're sorry if we hurt your feelings, but we need to spend some time alone. Michelle, I have an idea. How about if the three of us set aside some special time every day for you to come up here and play? I like that. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. Okay, Joey, let's go play. Well, I can't. Uh, Michelle, I have to do my taxes. Have you no decency? All this young lady wants to do is hang out with her pal Joey, who she loves very much. Is that too much to ask? I think not. So now we're in the backyard with Danny, Rusty, and Stephanie. And Danny's kind of having a bit of a time here trying to wrap around the head. Wrap his head around the fact that Stephanie, I mean, yeah, she likes to hang out with me and stuff, but you really want to try out for Little League? And, I mean, 
if Stephanie were trying to, I'm like, if she could pull this back just a smidge, because the way that she words it, Dad, I've done some thinking, and I've decided that baseball is my life. And, of course, Rusty catches on to that right away. He's like, you just like baseball because Brett likes baseball. But, honestly, I mean, if I were Stephanie, or just the fact that she even showed an interest in baseball, it's like, hmm, what... You've never shown an interest before. And apparently, the team hasn't even played their first game yet of the season. So I guess that's why she's able to get in there. But Stephanie takes the ball, slams it into Rusty's glove. And he's like, oh, wow, that babe's got an arm. And Danny's like, okay, my daughter is not a babe, but you do have... One heck of an arm there. Yet, Rusty's taunting her first, saying, I bet you can't even throw. She says, I can too. And she winds up and she chucks that ball. He catches it. And she throws it with enough force, causing him like, ow! Like, you almost broke my hand. So, Danny has Rusty grab a bat. And then Danny's gonna play catcher. Like, alright, Steph, I want you to hit one, like, throw one to me. And Rusty is amazed, like, whoa, do you see that ball curve? Uh, I mean, I'd be like, uh, if you say so, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, she's pretty much the secret weapon of this team. Whenever I say, and we don't see them playing baseball in the backyard, but this always makes me think of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with Ron Thompson next door basically throwing the ball up and hitting it with his bat. And then he complains when he breaks uh, the Selinsky's window, saying, it never would have happened if their house wasn't so close. I'm like, dude, you live in California. Your houses are practically on top of each other. But Rusty doesn't even get a chance to hit that ball because, boom, goes right past him. And right into Danny's glove. Yeah! <laughs> It goes right past Rusty as he, like, looks back at it. He's like, whoa, did you see that ball curve? He didn't even have a chance to hit that ball. Danny right away is like, hey, Steph, how would you like to pitch for the Giants? So, I thought their team had already been established. Like, they already got a pitcher. Now you're going to say, hey, I know we tried you out and you're really great, but my daughter's got this amazing arm and I just, I... You're gonna be, you're gonna be the backup pitcher. My daughter's gonna be for that is full on favoritism. I mean, granted, and the fact that he's like, what are we gonna call that pitch? Rusty the one, Rusty is the one that comes up with the Tanner Twister, which I think that's a pretty cool name. And Rusty's like, yeah, the thirty, we're gonna kill the the Cubs. And Stephanie's like, yeah, we're gonna destroy him. We're gonna murder. We're gonna make the Cubs eat dust. Uh, you know your boy toy boy crushes, like, uh, the main baseball pitcher, hitter, batter, what? See? <laughs> I knew I'd get it eventually. I know about some baseball. I don't really watch it. My only real history with baseball is going to be the Sandlot movie from 1993. That is all. Just the same thing with hockey. 
Mighty Ducks. That's my hockey experience. That's my hockey knowledge. Is ninety sports rookie of the year. Hello, another nineties kid sports film. I want to eventually cover that on the podcast because I think that would be fun. It would be on my looking back on my Wonder Years podcast, of course. She says we're gonna cream them. We're gonna make the Cubs eat dust. Yeah, she's all about that smack talk. He says, I love being a jock. wonder what position Rusty plays. Maybe somewhere out in the back. You know, that's the one thing I did not care for in phys ed when it came to, like, junior high and high school. I usually, when we would play, like, softball, baseball, whatever it was, they'd always throw me somewhere in the outfield. I'm like, great, great, I'll be right here. Staring at the grass. Hoping it doesn't come out in my direction. Waiting for that 45 minutes or however long P.E. lasts. Gosh, I hated that stuff. Hated it. Ugh. Really want to try out for Little League? <laughs> Steph, honey, I know you like hanging out with your dad, but do you really want to try out for Little League? Dad, I've done some serious thinking, and I've decided that baseball is my life. <laughs> you just like baseball because Brett likes baseball. I bet you can't even throw. I can, too. Oh, whoa, this babe's got an arm. Hey, my daughter is not a babe. She does have an arm. Steph, let's try something here. Rusty, come here, give me the ball, son. Now grab yourself a bat, and I want you to stand in there. Steph, I want you to wind up really hard and pitch one into me right now. Okay? Right in here. Dang, whoa, did you see that ball curve? I sure did. I it. Take Steph? a hit at that. How would you like to pitch for the Giants? Great! Thanks, Dad. Now, what are we going to call that pitch of yours? The Tanner Twister. This Saturday, we're going to kill the Cubs. Yeah, we're going to destroy them. We're going to cream them. We are going to make the Cubs eat dust. I love being a jock. (laughs) All right, so it looks like it's game day, and we got... Danny and Stephanie at the breakfast table. Joey's calling everyone else down who hasn't come down. You know, breakfast is ready. Get down here. And I was just thinking, it's like, Joey is not known as the best cook. In fact, I get a flash forward to season eight, the Under the Influence episode where he's making flounder tarts. People love pop tarts and they love fish. Let's combine them. I should have gotten all the bones out of this one. He's not making flounder tarts. Don't worry. I think he's making some form of a pancake that may or may not be soupy in the middle. (laughs) That was from uh, 7th Month Itch Part 2 when Jesse's in Tahoe with his band and Samantha and <laughs> Joey's making these pancakes. It's like, just like Uncle Jesse used to make. Yeah, his weren't soupy in the middle. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, uh, mine aren't soupy. Slaps it again. DJ slaps it against the table. So, um, speaking of Stephanie, look who comes down in a Batman costume that looks straight out of the divorce court episode. 
for the Halloween episode. I bet it's the same exact costume. That's one thing I notice. And I think one of the Full House Instagram pages did the same thing where they did side-by-side shots of Stephanie and Michelle wearing, you know, Michelle wearing Stephanie's hand-me-downs. And this just happens to be... Danny's like, oh, Michelle was so excited. I told her she could be Bat-Boy at the game today. And, of course, she comes down in what looks like Stephanie's old Batman costume. (laughs) Looks like she's wearing black snow pants. (laughs) So Michelle's like, I'm ready. And Danny just laughs at her and says, Michelle, you're handing out baseball bats, not solving crime. (laughs) said daddy i'm heel that little plastic mask she it makes me think of kind of a zorro type thing <laughs> and she's like, oh nuts can i still wear the cape <laughs> and danny's like yeah sure dj comes in from the living room into the kitchen and says stephanie guess who's here and stephanie's like who dj says Brett, 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 Brett. <laughs> oh, God. Way to embarrass your little sister. <laughs> Stephanie's like, DJ, please. So she looks in. Brett, of course, is sitting on the couch with his baseball bat. He's got a calculator wristwatch. Wearing his Cubs uniform. Just looking off to the side. And Stephanie says to DJ, doesn't he look great in his uniform? And DJ says, yeah, he does, but don't tell him that. (laughs) So she goes and sits down next to Brett, and it's like, you look great in that uniform. And DJ's like, ugh, beginners. She says, Steph, don't let him know that. Be cool. Nah, she she, she just, mm. I love Steph's swagger as she walks out there, like, trying to pretend, trying to be cool. So he, he kind of does a little bit like, hey, Steph. And she's like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. Actually, when she goes over to him, he stands up. So he does say, you know, it's too bad our teams are playing against each other opening day. So they haven't even had, they might have had practices. But this is the first official opening day game. And Stephanie's trying to be supportive. I hope you win. I hope we win. <sighs> I hope it's a tie. Like, she wants to be supportive for him, but she also wants to be supportive for her team. She's like, no, maybe it would be better if it, we, the game is just, you know, tied. It's like, hey, want to see what I wrote on my bat? And he slides it over her lap. She looks at it and says, oh, wow. ST with a heart around it? Uh, Brett, is, is this what I think it means? He's like, I hope it means you'll be my girlfriend. And she's like, all right! <laughs> she like, is like, all right! And he looks at her like, ooh, okay, calm down there, girl. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, that that's cool. You can't blame Steph for being giddy. But I would be a little curious as to his ulterior motive. Clearly that is his own professional. I brought it from home. I use this bat all the time type of bat. I think he, he explains ST for Stephanie Tanner. I'm thinking well of course he's asked does this mean what I hope it what I think it means? And he says I hope it means you'll be my girlfriend. 
jumps up. He's like, all right. And he kind of like pulls back like, okay, calm down. (laughs) That is not the definition of chill. (laughs) Oh, he says, all right, good luck today. They shake. And she says, good luck too. And he's like, thanks. I mean, I heard about the Tanner Twister that nobody can hit that. Ready, the Tanner Twister, she hasn't even, Rusty has been talking all nonstop. Does he, Rusty is like, when we meet Rusty, well, in the Secret Admirer episode, when he's passing that love letter around, and Stephanie thinks, you know, Rusty sent it to her, like, ew, that's gross. He's two years older than me. So she's nine, he's 11, so they most likely are still in the same grade. I don't know whether the Little League is, like, ages 8 to 10, 8 to 11, whatever. But clearly, maybe Rusty goes to the same school, and he has been talking nonstop. So it's like, Stephanie is... The giant secret weapon. You know, if they'd have kept that on the DL and oh, and like, like, hey, everyone, keep mom about the Tanner Twister, okay? That way, when we go against the Cubs, they're not going to know we got this secret weapon. But no, he could not keep his mouth shut. It's like, you're not going to beat the Tanner Twister. We're going to take home that trophy. We're going to make it to the Little League World Series. And apparently, I mean, like I said, Stephanie is still playing Little League in Season 6. She might not be playing for Danny's team anymore, but... Stephanie is like, oh, I even struck out my dad. And Brett's like, oh boy. It's like, oh. Oh no, my whole family's going to be there. My parents, my siblings, my grandparents, my aunts, uncles, cousins. If they see me get struck up by my own girlfriend, I will never hear. I'll never be able to live that down. So he puts his hand on the door like he's going to leave. And then he turns like, oh yeah, wait a second. Um, yeah, he just must have thought of that. Oh my gosh. What if that whole thing was like, how would I move in with the LT on my bat? And then, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he is a, he seems genuine. But it just feels like there's an ulterior motive once he heard about the Tanner Twister. It's like, and it's like, hey, since I wrote this on my bat and I've kind of made us official, maybe you could do me a solid and throw me a couple easy ones so I can get a hit. And she's like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that cheating? It's like, well, I mean, you could look at it that way, but, I mean, it could just, just, just think of it as a girlfriend helping out a boyfriend. And she's like, well, I guess. And he's like, thanks, Steph. Thanks for thinking of me. (laughs) Dang, this kid. I mean, he's a cutie. If I were her age, I would totally be like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Eighth grade, there's this new boy. Every girl wanted to be, including myself. I knew I had no chance with this guy. His name was Caleb. He was on my cousin's wrestling team. My cousin and I were in the same grade. We were all in the same grade. And I did the stupidest thing. 
It was actually, I think it was the, this, this would have been the third time I did twice in seventh grade and then once in eighth grade. I wrote him a letter, not saying I wanted to date him, just saying like, hey, I think you're nice. I think I want to get to know you. I might have put my phone number down. And I remember him reading, I I can't even remember how the heck did he get it. I can't remember. Um, But he's reading and my cousin is looking over his shoulder at me just like, you really shouldn't have done that because... Caleb and his friends were all laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, beyond mortified. <laughs> yeah. I like how he st- when he starts to ask her, he's like, oh, I hate to even say this, but do you think maybe if you threw me a few easy ones when I could get a hit? And she's like, isn't that cheating? He's like, well, kind of. Or it could just be a girlfriend. A girlfriend helping a boyfriend. And yeah, Steph's so like, oh, well, I mean, I, she is so, like, I don't know. I guess it could. And he's like, oh, thanks for helping me, Steph. And he gets out of there lickety split. He is, like, so fast. Like, okay, I got confirmation. Sweet. But yeah, it looks like her confidence is a little, uh, shaken there. Like, and even if I were, I'd be like, great. Then the whole thing on the couch with you showing me your bat with my initials on it was what? It almost seems like, here, let me butter her up and make her think I want her to be my girlfriend. And then that way I can ask a favor as a girlfriend helping a boyfriend where it doesn't really sound as... Oh, Matt Rossi, you should have kept your mouth shut about that Tanner Twister. That way he wouldn't have known just how good she is. I just, it just feels like that that whole bat initial, I hope you'll be my girlfriend. It just feels like a bargaining chip. Like, do this for me and we'll go out. Or ugh, I just, I don't like it. It's like one favor for in exchange for another favor. So, Danny comes in and asks what Brett wanted, and Stephanie just plays out, like, oh, he just, you know, came over to wish me good luck before the game. And he's like, well, get into the kitchen, because star pitchers need their energy. So let's get you, get you energized and ready to go. But before Danny goes back into the kitchen, Stephanie does voice, she doesn't say anything about Brett. She just says, Dad, what if, I don't play so well today. Like, what if I give up a couple home runs? And he's like, honey, all that matters is that you're doing your best. He says, I don't want you to put any pressure on yourself, okay? Just matters that with each pitch you throw, you're doing the best that you can. And really, that's all he asks. So, yeah, she is very conflicted. I mean, honestly, if it were me, I'd be like... Because you know that she's clearly been wanting the, like, how do I get Brett to be my boyfriend? And here he, he, he gives her the this opening with, hey, ST on the bat. Stephanie Tanner. Let's make it official. But wait. Do this for me. Help me out. But if that were me, I mean, I definitely would be a bit on the suspicious side. Like, okay, wait a minute. What does this mean? 
Does this mean you want me? And the fact that he came over before the game even started. Wishing her good. No, he had, I'm sorry, but he, it feels like he did have an ulterior motive. Come on down, everybody. Breakfast is ready. No one wants your flounder tarts. Michelle is so excited, I told her she could be bat boy at the game today. <laughs> How did you see that thing? How did she see me walk down the stairs? Daddy, I'm here. Michelle, you're not fighting crime. You're handing out baseball bats. You can do both. Oh, nuts. Can I steal one of the cakes? Sure, sweetheart. Stephanie, guess who's here to see you? Who? Brett, Brett. Brett, Brett. <laughs> DJ Police. <laughs> Doesn't he look great in that uniform? Yes, but don't let him know that. Be cool. Got it. <laughs> Steph. Hello. You look great in that uniform. Beginners. <laughs> you know, it's too bad our teams are playing each other opening day. Yeah, I hope you win. I hope we win, too. I hope it's a tie. You want to see what I wrote on my bat? Depends. ST with a heart around it? ST for Stephanie Tanner. Oh, Brett. Does this mean what I think it means? I hope it means you're my girlfriend. All right! Calm down, Steph. Calm down. I mean... That's cool. Well, good luck today. Good luck to you, too. Hmm. Thanks. I'll need it. I heard nobody can hit the Tanner Twister. Rusty's been running yeah, his mouth. Yeah, I even struck out my dad. Oh, no. My whole family's going to be there. If I get struck out by my own girlfriend, I'll never hear the end of it. You probably won't strike out. I hope not. Just go, man. I hate to even say this, but if you threw me a couple easy ones, I'd be sure to get a hit. You're Isn't right. that cheating? Kind of. Or it could just be a girlfriend helping a boyfriend. Well, you could look at it that way. Great. Thanks for helping me, Steph. I'll see you at the game. Ulterior motive. So, Steph, what did Brett want? Oh, he just came by to wish me good luck. Come on, honey. Let's eat. Star pitchers need their energy. Dad, what would happen today if, say, I didn't pitch you well? Like, if I gave up a couple of home runs or something. Steph, I don't want you to put any pressure on yourself. All that matters is that with every pitch you throw, you're doing the best you can. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, yes, we see a red, white, and blue banner that says Little League Opening Day. We already got Brett. Do we have Brett again? Or is this just some regular kid? You can definitely tell right away that the person, the tree or, or goof, whatever you want to call it, was right. That is not Stephanie Tanner. That is probably a boy in a blonde, horrible looking wig. I love Michelle's little giant. Oh, that's a football giant. That's not. Where's. We don't see Rusty. Actually, I think the backyard is the very last scene we ever get of Rusty. Bye, Rusty. His pranks live on in Fuller House with the Happy New Year Baby episode in season two.
So at least we get a fun little name drop there. Who said get him, Steffi? <laughs> I, they didn't sound like anybody, like Becky, or she definitely didn't sound like DJ. Maybe it could have been Becky. Maybe I don't think that was Brett, because it seems like he comes up twice. Okay, here we go. Here's Brett. Gotcha. Um, Joey, of course, as I said, he's running the commentary on the game because he's a sports nut. I thought he was... He's just, I don't know. Where... So is Rusty supposed to be the catcher with the the mask on his face or whatever you want to call that thing? Catcher's hat face mask? I don't know. What is... There's a proper term for it and I cannot think of it. Face mask, right? No? I don't know. Also, it's like wearing some padding that they use on you when they take x-rays at the dentist. You know that that thing that they put on you? It's like, um, I don't know what you call it. It's made of lead. <laughs> it's supposed to protect you, I think, or something. You gotta look up what this term is for this catcher's face mask. There's gotta be a real term for it. It just says catcher's mask. There's no special name. So it looks like Stephanie is facing off with Brett. He has got some blue, blue eyes. That really stand out with that blue Cubs helmet. So not only do we have Brett's dad saying, Come on, son, you can do it! We have someone saying, Go, Brett, hit that ball, someone off screen. Danny, of course, is confusing Stephanie with throwing out these baseball puns. Blow that smoke. Blow them out of the water. Finally, Danny gives up. He's like, just throw the ball, honey, and I'm, I'm out of cliches. With all the noise going on, how would you even be able to hear anything of what he's saying? Oh my god, Brett's dad's already getting on my nerves. He's got that big giant... He's, <laughs> he's like Danny Tanner during the Christmas episode in season two with that... Big shoulder cam, you know, 90s camcorder with the VHS tape. He jumps up and he's like, Come on, Brett, don't let me down, son. Oh my god. Dan Scott wannabe from One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Becky saying, Get him, Steph. Well, my guess is she threw him an easy one because he gets a hit off that. Gets it right over that fence line. Of course, Danny's like, Hey, Steph, don't worry, we'll get him next time. Steph, strike him out! Go get him! Yeah. Come on, Steph! Hey, Barry, Barry! Strike out! Get him, Steffi! Steffi! Strike three! Thank you very much! The Tanner Twister strikes again. That brings up dangerous Brett Davis. Davis hit a double his first time up. Come on, Brett! Come on, you can do it! <laughs> Come on, Steph! Fire it in there! Burn it by him! Shut up, Danny! Blow that smoke! <laughs> Just throw the ball, honey, I'm out of cliches! Come on, yourself. Brett! Don't let me down! Get him, Steph! Get him, Steph! <laughs> it's a shot to left! It's going! It's going! It's gone! Home run! Kiss that baby goodbye! Why did they film this? At least he have to face. Way to go, Brett. That was not very nice. <laughs> Don't worry, Steph. We'll get him next time. 
Alright, so it looks like the team is tied one to one in the fifth inning, and Stephanie's side is batting now. So Michelle's like, here, take this one, it's prettier, because she's handing out the bats. See, she's not wearing the cape. <laughs> Somebody off of this, that's not on the set, is like, just saying, you can do it, Steph! Stop! Ugh, it's distracting. It's like random person off the side of the set or wherever this is being filmed just saying, you can do it, Steph! Ugh, don't like it. Michelle's like, make me proud of you! <laughs> it keeps, Danny's like doing codes, you know, just let the, the, the catcher or whatever do the, um, the signals. Danny's like touching his nose and touching his ear and touching his whatever. And it's like you're, she looks at him shrugging her shoulders like, I don't know what you want me to do. And he's like, that means hit it, honey. Danny, stop. Let the catcher be running the plays with her or running the signals or whatever you do. You're confusing her. She's already distracted and under a lot of pressure. So I'm sorry, no, she's at bat. He's like, oh, that means hit it, honey. Duh, Danny. Ugh. All right, so it looks like she is out. Uh, I think it might have been Brett might have been the one that caught that ball that she hit. <sighs> Jesse, this is why you don't run onto the field while a game is in play. He gets off those bleachers so fast, screaming... She was safe by a mile! And going over to the umpire, it's like, people have been hurt and injured getting into arguments. Not only with other people in the stands, but the umpires. Violence has happened, guys. It's... I, I, I honestly think that sometimes people... These are just games for children. And it's great to be competitive, but keep your anger and control and keep it in check. Jesse is just, like, he's screaming at the guy like, who's paying you to throw this game? You got a kid on the team? Ha ha ha! It's jumping up and down and shouting in that poor man's face. Danny is just like, oh my gosh. This is just like when we went to Tahoe and you were screaming at Becky about Todd Masters. Ruining our our why, Dan? Jesse, why? Just thankfully, Becky gets a hold of her husband and says, "Honey, stop embarrassing yourself and your family. If you sit in your seat and be a good boy, I'll buy you a snow cone." And I love how she's like brightly dragging Jesse back to the bleachers, and he looks over his shoulder, glaring at the guy. He's like, "I like cherry. Good for you." Good for you. You and Alexi from Stran Stranger Things Season 3. You both like cherry slurpees. I mean, he's eating a snow cone, but whatever. I love Jesse jumping up and down in this guy's face. And I love how the guy is wearing sunglasses. And his hands are just on his hips. Like, he sees this all the time. Like, he is not even phased by it. Like, uh-huh. And Danny's like, Jess, I was standing right there. She was out. And Jesse's like, oh, really? Why don't you get us better seats? I can't see anything from over there. <laughs> Should have gotten there sooner. <laughs> Becky's grabbing Jesse's arm. Like, Jess, don't make a scene now. <laughs> She's 
dragging him away and he's still like glaring at the guy over his shoulder. Ay, ay, ay. Can't take you anywhere, can we, Jesse? <laughs> Make me proud of you. Come on, Steph. Danny, she's just hitting a ball. Stop giving her I mean, hit it, honey. Signals. Come on, we got a man on third. Bring him home. <laughs> the killer's are very You're out! She was saved by a mile! No, She's was here to throw this no. game. You got a kid on the team? Ha, 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 ha. Jess. Jesse, chill. Don't make a scene. <laughs> they didn't do something. That's the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Jess, I was standing right there. She was out. Oh, well, why don't you get us better seats? I can't see a thing. <laughs> Be a good boy, stay in your seat, and I'll buy you a snow cone. I like cherry. <laughs> Once again, a reminder, family members are prohibited from coming onto the field and embarrassing themselves and their loved ones. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> well... <laughs> Joey's saying to the, <laughs> into the microphone, like, Once again... Family member, people are discouraged from coming out on, onto the field and embarrassing their loved ones as Jesse walks past and smacks you in the back of the head. It looks like we do see the sixth inning. The Giants are, it's two, and the Cubs, it's one. Dang, that game's got to go on forever. See, that's why I don't want to go to baseball games. I don't want to go to football games. I want to go to basketball games. Just, they're too, baseball especially. Nine innings. What is that, three plus hours? I don't want to sit anywhere for three plus hours. Unless it's a very good movie. Like The Green Mile and Titanic. Those are worth three hours of sitting in a seat in the theater for. The Green Mile especially does not feel like it's three hours long, even though it is. Oh yeah, it looks like towards the end of the game, and now she's got a face. That boy in that horrible blonde wig has got to face Brett Davis, and Joey says that Stephanie's had trouble striking him out all day. Honey, look. You should have given him one. You didn't have to give him any, but just once. You don't keep doing it. By then, I would have been suspicious. I would have pulled her aside and said, Steph, what's up? You can strike this guy out. What is going on? Every time this guy comes up, you're, you're striking out everybody but this kid. What is the deal? I mean, I get the kid's well known for being an amazing hitter and everything like that. But if she's striking everyone else but him out. I would seriously have considered pulling her aside and just saying, you need to get it together or I'm going to yank you out of this game. Whatever this is, whatever relationship you got going on with this boy, it does not exist on the playing field. You set that aside. Well, folks, it's all come down to this. The score is 2-1, favor of Tanner's Giants. We're in the bottom of the last inning. Two out runners on second and third. And stepping up to the plate is dangerous Brett Davis. Tanner's had problems striking him out all day long. You can cut the tension with a knife. Yo, buddy, hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> Get another shot at him. Come on, baby. There we go. That's how you do it, right bro. By him. Oh, they're doing the wave. <laughs> Come on, son. It's all up to you. 
Whatever you say, Dan Scott. Get your dad right in there, honey. The Giants are one strike away from winning this game. Can you stand this excitement? Oh, come on with the ST. We see it's on the back. Time out. Oh, time out. Do you need to talk to me, Steph? Not really. I need to talk to DJ. It's a woman. Though. You really should have done Enough that said. before you guys even DJ. started the game. Well, it looks like manager Tanner's bringing in another pitcher. No, actually, he's bringing in another daughter. Here comes DJ Tanner. She's editor of her school paper, loves them all, and spends hours in the bathroom. This is love connection. Sorry. <laughs> Tell her to throw the twister, okay? What is it? This is embarrassing. I'm in trouble. Brett wants me to throw him an easy one so he can get a hit. Oh, I get it. If you strike him out, you might lose a boyfriend. But if you let him get a hit, you'll be letting your whole team down. You kind of already have Tough then. one. Well, good luck. DJ, wait! <laughs> what do I do? Well, you have to decide what's more important. Self-respect or true love. That is not true love. You don't even see him after this episode. This would be a lot easier if he wasn't such a babe. <laughs> Folks, we're finally ready for the moment of truth. One more strike, and the Giants win. But if Brett gets a hit, the Cubs could win. What a nail biter! Hey, nachos over here. Just bring whatever's left. You haven't left. even eaten your hot dog. Come on, Joey, Brett. Eat the hot Come, on, dog. Come on, you can do it. All right, here we go. Come on, Brett. Yeah, Brett's up there. He shows her the bat with the ST on it and the heart. It's like, remember, remember, throw me some easy. She's been doing that the whole game. Are you telling me that score could have been higher? Because she was throwing, she's basically throwing the game for the majority of it. She strikes him out a couple times, of course. But it's two to one, though. They still were going to win, weren't they? I don't know baseball, but so apparently Stephanie's allowed to call a timeout. Danny comes out into the field like, honey, what's up? You need to talk to me. What's going on? We need to get this wrapped up. So she's like, no, it's a woman thing. I got to talk to DJ. Like, all right, DJ, get out here. Tell her to throw the Tanner Twister. <clears throat> of course, when DJ comes out onto the field, Dan... Joey is delivering her stats like it's the love connection. Like, oh, she likes to spend hours in the bathroom and she loves to hang out at the mall and she likes makeup and blah, 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 blah. And she's an A-plus student and what. It's like, Joey, stop. So, so all right, Steph, what's going on? Can we kind of 
get this over with because I am really embarrassed right now. So she explains, which I honestly thought is like, if this was a problem, clearly we saw it on her face before they even left the house. She sort of said, look, um, granted, we wouldn't have had a conflict if this were the case. And she brought it up to DJ earlier, but she waits till the last second to bring this up. She says, Brett wants me to throw him a few easy ones. She's been doing that the whole game. And she doesn't know what to do. So DJ's like, oh, well, if you strike him out, you'll lose a boyfriend. Well, I, you got to decide what's more important. Helping out your teammates, which you really have not been doing. You've been throwing, it seems like. But anyway, 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 anyway. So helping your teammates or... And, you know, self-respect and losing a boyfriend. That's totally up to you what's more important. I would hope it would be self-respect. She strikes him out. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Put Michelle and on Danny's shoulders and Stephanie on Jesse's shoulders. It just feels weird. Brett, of course, is throwing his, his hat down. What do you call What is that thing? I know it's not just called a hat. It's like a... It's like a... A batter's... A batter's thing? Um, I don't know. Anyway, a hat of some kind? I don't know. Batter's cap? Baseball cap? No, that's not it. Anyway, moving on. I don't care what it's called at this point. So, yeah, he throws it to the ground. He's disappointed. It was a season opener. Are you telling me that because you, the Cubs lost the game, they're not playing anymore? <sighs> My God. Mike, well, let me guess. Brett's father's going to make him walk home from the game, and they live like 20 miles, 20 minutes away. <sighs> like, you need to learn a lesson, son. Oh, my gosh. Just be happy you don't have Dan Scott for a father, okay, Brett? Yeah. All right, let's get... <laughs> Joey, of course, is like, hey, can you give me some nachos, some chips and cheese, some whatever's left? And the guy's just like, no, don't you see me with this rag? I'm cleaning this up. The game's over. And I'm like, Joey, you haven't even eaten your hot dog yet. Eat the hot dog. You don't eat any chips and cheese. My gosh. I bet that, that's why, because that food was free, because he was commentating on the game, that he got all that food free. That money could go to those kids getting new uniforms and bats and gloves and baseballs and money to travel to other cities to play against other teams and, and buses, rentals, and gasoline and all that stuff. You're taking money from the children. Joey, just eat the hot dog. Oh, let's move on from this. This is just the season opener, too. You think they won the Little League World Series at this point? I don't know. Jesse's back to having his sunglasses on. <laughs> now we're in the backyard, and Stephanie's hanging out with Comet. And she's like, hey, Comet, next time you see me at liking a boy, talk me out of it. And here comes Brett rolling up. And she's like, what are you doing here? Because he comes up behind her. He's like, hey, Steph. And Steph just has this look of confusion. 
which I can understand. Like, why? What are you doing here? I struck you out. I thought, or we didn't. We don't have a relationship anymore. So he tells her he kind of forgot to say, "Nice game." Well, a real boyfriend would have just sucked it up and just said, "You know, con- thank, you. congratulations, Stephanie. You did great. You really did an amazing job." But. His pride got in the way. His father probably said, Son, you don't... His father is probably one of those demanding sports fathers. It's like, no, you don't go over and shake her hand. I don't care if you're dating her. He actually apologizes for striking him out. She says, I'm sorry for striking you out, but my team was counting on me. Sweetie, you don't have anything to apologize for. That's what you were supposed to be doing with striking him out. And he's surprisingly cool with it. He's like, yeah, I understand. I mean, if I were you, I would have struck me out too. Well, that kind of is your job. You're not there to make it easy for the other team to beat you. (laughs) And she's like, really? You're not mad at me? And he's like, well, I'm surprised you're not mad at me. I never should have asked my girlfriend to cheat for me. And she's surprised to hear that she's still his girlfriend. His girlfriend. She's like, I'm still your girlfriend? And when she hears that, like, I'm still your girlfriend? All right! And, of course, she has this look of, like, <laughs> It's like, calm down, Steph. Looks so dang nervous around her. Like, when she has these moments of excitement, he's like, yeah, all right! He's like, ah, okay. Okay, calm down. <laughs> so do- she's like, hey. What do you want to do now? He's like, eh, we could go inside and watch the sports channel. Only if she's really into sports. You don't have to. That's going to be my Tanner Teachable moment. It's like, don't pretend to like something because you want to get closer to somebody. You wait until you're married to feign interest in your spouse's, uh, yeah, in, in your spouse's interests. Your boyfriend or girl? No, no, just be honest. Don't, don't do that. Just if you know, if you're not into something, just be honest and say so. If they don't like you for that, then that's their problem. They're not worth it. So they go in. Comet barks at Stephanie, and she's like, "Wait a minute!" And then she goes over to Comet and says, "Comet, about me not making liking boys anymore. Forget I said anything." And I love how Brett's just waiting for her to coincide with her. Oh, he takes her hand! Oh, and we never see him again. <laughs> Comet, next time you see me liking a boy, talk me out of it. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Brett, what are you doing here? I kind of forgot to say, nice game. <laughs> you did not forget. Thanks. I'm sorry for striking you out, but the team was counting on me. I understand. If I were you, I would have struck me out too. Really? You're not mad at me? No, I'm lucky you're not mad at me. I should never have asked my girlfriend to cheat for me. I'm still your girlfriend? All right! (laughs) I mean, that's cool. So what do you want to do now? I don't know. You want to go inside and watch the sports channel? Sounds good to me. Do you have any other interests, Brett, other than that? Comment. About me not liking boys anymore. 
I was just kidding. <laughs> Alright, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a lot of fun with this. Definitely. Um, so, like, ooh, I almost <laughs> gotta be careful when I don't have a cap on my pop. Let's spill all over. So, anyway, Tanner's Teachables, like I was saying with Stephanie, just don't like something because someone else, just because someone else, just, if you like it, great, but don't do it just because you're trying to get close to somebody or and another thing if somebody wants you to be in a relationship with them with strings attached kind of like with what Brett was doing I like that it came around in the end and he did actually congratulate her for winning the game but you don't do that you don't have an ulterior motive Mm -mm. Um, as far as Michelle the whole Jesse Becky privacy scenario. Yeah, if you want to have privacy with somebody, have like a younger sibling or whoever hanging around, it's like you need to explain to them. You need to give us a lot and explain in a way that you don't hurt their feelings, but in a way they can understand. I mean, sometimes you gotta. I mean, don't hurt the the feelings of you know, but just make it known so they can understand. It's a good time when a kid is young to understand, you know, per, um, privacy and boundaries and stuff like that. Of course, best outfit of the episode. I definitely, I want to give it to Becky's plaid shirt and jeans. Kind of a, kind of a, I don't even want to call it a, a lumberjack looker. But it was very pretty. I liked it. Uh, of course, worst outfit. Want to give it to Stephanie when she comes home with Brett um, and introduces him. That acid-washed denim shirt, skirt, short, whatever combo that was. And then runner-up, of course, is Jesse with that love shirt. Just, no, thank you. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about the final episode in the Tanner Girls in Love series that will be completed at the end of February. Season 6, Episode 5, Lovers and Other Tanners. This aired on October 20th, 1992. In this episode, DJ's responsibilities take a backseat as her relationship with Steve escalates. Yep. And this is very like the beginning of the Steve and DJ relationship, too. So, all right. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I will be back next week with the final episode in Tanner Girls in Love. In March is when I start covering two episodes of Full House instead of four. I will be covering the breakup series episodes, which are Danny and Vicky in... <laughs> what is the episode called? Danny and Vicky in season 7, 13, episode 13, The Perfect Couple. And then season 7, episode 19, Love on the Rocks with DJ and Steve breaking up. First, we'll see in April. I will be covering an episode for Candace Cameron Bure's birthday. And then I'll, I'll ruminate about what 
two episodes I want to cover for that month. I think... I'm not sure. We'll wait and see. Once I get to the breakup episodes, I'll come up with what two episodes I want to cover for April. All right, everybody. Please continue to be safe and have a good weekend. Bye-bye.